0: Hallelujah! 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 All praise to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, all praise praise to you. Lord, hallelujah, 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 all praise praise to you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, all praise to you.
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah,
0: Hallelujah. all praise to you, hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, praise to you! Oh, Hallelujah! 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, praise hallelujah. to you! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah, all praise to you. Hallelujah, 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 all praise to you, you 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, all praise to you. Hallelujah, 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 all praise to you. Hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah
1: all
0: praise to Got a love that never fades, a gift from the ancient of days. I've got a love that's greater than anything ever created. Oh, I've got a love from heaven, made for me by Jesus. I've got a love that never fades, a gift from the ancient of days. Oh, I've got a love that's greater. I've got a love that's greater than anything ever created. Oh, I've got a love from heaven, made for me by Jesus. I've got a love that never fades, a gift from the ancient of age. greater than anything ever made before I've got a love that's greater than anything ever created oh I've got a love from heaven made for me by Jesus I've got a love that never fades a gift from the ancient day oh I've got a love that's greater made before I got a love that's greater than anything ever created oh I got a love from here I've got a love that's greater than anything ever created And I've got a love from heaven made for me by Jesus I've got a love that never fades again from the ancient of days Oh, I've got a love that's greater than anything ever made before I've got a love that's greater than anything created and I've got a love from heaven made for me by Jesus I've got a love that never fades again from the ancient (laughs) days Na 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 era Kuragana
2: It is amazing, you know, that we stand here today by the mercies of God, by his mercy, by his love. An amazing love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That if anyone believes, anybody just receives him, he gives them eternal life. This is the condemnation that the only condemnation that exists is that men are not willing to believe God's love, that he revealed through his only begotten son. He's not, a, he's, he's not a, as some of the new translations say, a special kind of son. And I'm not, no. You and I are special kinds of sons. He's the only begotten son. Not a special kind of son. Somebody somebody put that in there because they didn't really believe that he was God eternal manifested in the flesh. You hear me now? Listen. God in his love left all of his riches, left all of his glory, left all of his majesty, left his absolute supreme authority and power and became a servant to redeem the worst messed up person on the planet. To come to the woman who was in adultery, who had no way out, and say, just recognize who I am. Just recognize this love of God. Over and again, in the midst of the most intense call to holiness, God's telling us to believe his love. People are trying to have holiness without redemption. Redemption means that we are 100% acceptable to God at the moment that we call upon Him, having done nothing. Having done nothing but just respond to Him. That's the altar call. That is the miracle. That is the glory. That is the splendor. That is the anointing of the altar call. Where Jesus said, If I be lifted up, I'll draw every human being to me. That the grace of God has appeared to every single human being. And then we, we begin here in this grace and this mercy of God. And then we try to make up the difference of whatever we think is lacking. Because we don't have the ability to see God's love and mercy extended towards us. We say, oh, thank you, Lord. I'll take it from here. And that's where you fail. You never have what God has promised Many people never have the righteousness, come into the righteousness that God has promised because they go about trying to establish their own righteousness. They never step into the holiness that God has given as a gift because they call themselves unholy and they're believing that someday they're going to have what God paid for us to have instantly. And I'm telling you right now that that whole message is wrapped up in believing in the only begotten Son. God so loved the world that you and I, who were so hideous and reproachful to Him because of the darkness that had taken control of humanity, He made a way for us to be holy and acceptable instantaneously simply by believing His love. Believing on the means of which He provided a lamb. Israel would come to God in all of their sin and all of their iniquity, bound up by the sin nature, bound up by the power of darkness and death that fell upon Adam. And they would bring a sacrifice of a lamb. They would bring a sacrifice of a goat. And all of that sin and all that separation would be removed so that God could dwell in their midst. And it was all in the sacrifice. It wasn't in their works. Because their works always fell short, Because the law could not make any... The law and the blood of those sacrifices could not make anyone perfect. But yet God had provided a means over and again to testify of His so great a love that He would extend to all humanity and all we have to do is believe. Accept what God has done. And call what God has said finished. I've watched it over and again where people go and they spend all of their life trying to lay aside the sin and the weight and they never get the job done because they never stepped into the faith. They never said God's word is settled in my life, God's word is settled forever in heaven, but is God's word settled in your life? Is he settled in your heart? Do you look at your failings? Do you look at your shortcomings? I'm going to tell you right now, you take the best human being, you take the best Christian, you take the person most filled with the Holy Ghost, and you stand them in the presence of God, and you sit there with mortal eyes and a human thought realm of thinking and an- analysis, and you'll say, they, nothing look, they look nothing like God Almighty, who is holy, holy, holy. But God says different. God says different. God, but men are unwilling to believe. Who has believed our report? The report is too fantastical. The report is unspeakable. That God would call us complete in His Son. People look at their failings, their shortcomings. They never can be complete. See, what happened with my life is I just believed God's report. I said, what well, God said about me is true. I didn't believe my report. I didn't believe other men's report. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't care who they are. I don't care, you take your favorite preacher, you live with them for one month and you're gonna find all kinds of problems with them. And you're gonna wonder how is it that God's using them? <laughs> oh yeah, well you see them up on the platform and from afar, oh wow, they look good. Oh, no, you just need to get into the details. They never changed their appearance to Father. So long as they came by the blood of Jesus, so long as their trust was in Him and Him alone, so long as they looked to the Holy Ghost to perfect everything that concerns them, you can be a self-made man through all of the all of the programs of men. Listen, all the programs of men is going to make you more religious than you are right now. All the self-help programs, all the bootstrap salvation, all this stuff, and change your way. I know people go into Christian counseling; they 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 become dependent upon it, and they know different. Actually, the worst off than where they were started. Or all the other stuff where people say, oh, we're just professional sinners. They never have, they've never agreed with the faith that takes them all the way to maturation. God gives to us the privilege of being born again and becoming righteous and perfect and holy before him. And such a way that there is nothing that you can ever do that will make you more righteous, more holy, and more perfect. Because he has provided for us that love and that grace. You can walk away from it. You can walk away from it. Paul said people walked away from it just because they wouldn't trust in him alone and started and thought they needed at least to get circumcised. He said you made grace, of, you made what Jesus did at Calvary. You made God's great love that He manifested in His only begotten Son void, void. It's like having a billion dollar check. Somebody hands it to you, and you go whoa, I got a billion dollar check, and then and you're all excited about it, and then you know whoever wrote it comes and writes across it void. Why? Because I was, I was not willing to make what God did for me by himself. All that I need. The Lord said, he looked for an intercessor and there was none. Well, oh, you believe me. There are a lot of people with their knives of circumcision running around right now. Religion can be viewed as this. Religion is that power at work to take away from what Jesus Christ did and the finality of it and the completeness of it. Religion will somehow add something to that. We have to understand that, yeah, you can can go off on a wrong track with this and then you can begin to say, well, the Lord has done it for me and it doesn't matter what I do. That's a wrong track. No, the Lord has done it for me and I'm so blessed and I'm I'm so privileged. I want to take a hold of all that he's provided and I want to know him. I've got, he brought me into the light so now that I can walk in the light, he freed me from the darkness. He brought me into his holiness. He brought me into an acceptable place with him. I was worse off. I was worse off than Mephibosheth. I was worse off than Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the grandson of Saul, crippled. Crippled. Powerless. Nothing they ever... Look on, Miss and say, "Well, you know, one day he's going to be a mighty man of valor, and you know, I'm going to be able to boast in that I really made him who he was or is." No, he was crippled. David said, "Come, let him sit here at my table with me for the rest of my for the rest of his life. For the long as I live, you'll sit here at my sh- table. You'll be honored as my honored guest, special guest. You'll eat of my food." You'll get my reputation also accounted unto you. Father took vile, wicked sinners. Now having been made pure and clean by the blood of Jesus Christ, do you think you're going to add something to it? Listen to me. Rebellion is just as bad as pornography. Stubbornness is just as bad as homosexuality. Arrogance is just as bad as murder. Lie is just as bad as hate. People with some arrogance and rebellion and stubbornness points their finger at a person as a homosexual and a, a, uh, you know, adulterer or whatever and says, look how bad they are. They can't be saved. Huh? Think about it, people. Hello. Think about it. God in his mercy comes to the vilest and worst of men. Thank you, the worst men. Idi Amin. Huh? Of course, America made Saddam Hussein worse than he was. He was bad, but they made him worse than he was because you've got you to make your enemy really, really bad so everybody would will be willing to go and kill him. I don't care. Think of the worst person you can think of. Who's the worst person you can think of? Obama? I mean, I don't know. Certainly not to me. I'm not saying that because to me, because I but I've listened to all the slander of all God's people against all these different folks. For whom did not Christ Jesus suffer for? Who is less valuable to Him than another? I tell you what God looks to. I look, God looks to the person who says, "says The blood of Jesus Christ is my only hope, and all that I will trust in." and I will grab a hold of it, and I will, I will lay hold on it, and I will not let go of it. I will not be a self-made man. I will be a God-made man. I won't do it on my own. I won't try to climb up some other way. I won't try to perfect myself. I won't say that after I have been born again, I still need some help. In the court of men, when I was born again, there was plenty of evidence that I needed more help. There was plenty of evidence that I needed a whole lot more development, some kind of salvation, huh? By the time I was preaching. True. But if you asked me, I would have told you what God said. And because I could tell you what God said, What he did was he's perfected everything that concerns me and continues to perfect everything that concerns me. And I will not be a self-made man. I will not allow any human being to lay a tool to this altar. I'm not letting any, because as soon as they do, as soon as you let another man come along and help you, you know, deal with your problems and work yourself out, now you have defiled the altar. A man's tool is now upon the altar. And God will not expect, accept any sacrifice from that altar. You better be careful who you listen to. You better be careful who you're taking advice from. I'm going to tell you right now, my, my, my advice to you is that you say that every human being is a liar. And that God alone is true. I mean, they don't mean to be a liar. They're telling you the best info they got. They can't help it that the info that they got is wrong. They can't help it that that they were told wrong and they're telling you, what are you going to believe? People talk about this rule and that rule and they talk about conscience and everything else. Forget about it all. What did God's word say? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that if anyone believes, they shall be saved, receive eternal life. That if anybody would believe in their heart unto righteousness, if anybody would believe in their heart that God made them righteous. Even against all the other evidence. That's the difference between people like myself and others who've never stepped in to this place of acceptance in the beloved. Acceptance in Christ Jesus. Does that somehow make an excuse for failing shortcomings? No. It just means that I'm going to run to him and accept what he's done for me and his forgiveness and his mercy. Hallelujah. 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 And I'm going to depend upon him to cause every one of my affections to be set upon him. Because I'm going to stand before him and say, Lord, you did it all. I'm not going to say, Lord, you did half and I did half. The good partnership. I'm so happy to be here. Praise you and praise me. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to put it any other way than, Father, it's all by what you have done for me through your only begotten Son. What you poured out, when you poured out your precious blood at Calvary and you poured out your Holy Spirit. Upon anybody who would receive. You're the one and all that you placed in the midst of the church, your word that you gave to us, the word of God that is now more prevalent than it has ever been in the history of a man. It was almost like it was held prisoner. The word of God was almost like it was held prisoner for 1,400 years. Actually longer than that because by and large you could say it was held prisoner for the great masses for 1,800 years. Are you going to tell me that, and that's one of the reasons that I believe that there's a whole lot more time here for the harvest than what people want to say. I want the Lord Jesus Christ to come now, but I'm telling you right now, there is a great harvest. And I tell you, Father has long patience for the harvest. And, you know, there could be another thousand years here going through this. Could easily be could easily be. I don't know, no one does. But if I know there's a great harvest, and I know if you look at how many people are at the harvest doing it God's way, mm-hmm. the only way that I could do it God's way is to do it like Jesus did it and say it like he said it. And he made it so easy. He said the only condemnation is that men won't believe. That's it. If any man is in Christ Jesus, old things are passed away. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. I am not marrying two verses of Scripture. I know I'm quoting two separate verses of Scripture. Hello. I'm just trying to make, connect the dots for you in a real quick way. So I'm quoting for you Romans chapter 8, verse 1. And I'm quoting 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. There is therefore now no condemnation, Romans 8, 1.
0: Well, there's no condemnation for you, Pastor, because somehow it worked out for you, but
2: there's lots of condemnation for me because I'm just having all kinds of problems. You're having all kinds of problems because you don't know how to run to Jesus. Are you see yourself defiled and separated and somehow, you know, know, unworthy? Hello, we are unworthy. That's why we take off our crown and say, worthy is the Lamb.
0: Hello. How about the gospel? How about what God did for us in his only begotten? How about a lamb? How about a lamb that
2: God has provided for you and I? If we'll take it and we'll offer it before him, he will be pleased to dwell in our midst. How about the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us all from all sin? If we'll walk in the light, it sees in the light. Yeah. What are we saying if we walk in the light, it sees in the light? He's the light of the world so that all men would see him the way and the means by which Father has provided for us to come unto him. So walking in the light means I run to him. Yeah. Amen. Walking in the light means I lay hold on him. Yeah. Come on, people. Yeah. That's the sure way to maturity. That's a sure way to being holy and acceptable. I'm going to tell you something. 10 billion years from now, you will find me standing in the presence of the Lord. Doing things that are unimaginable. And still, all my righteousness will be in Him. He will be the Lord my righteousness. He will be all my righteousness. I will have lived, I mean, when I, get, when I step over into that realm and... I receive the glorified body and I see him as he is. You can say, wow, you could really run on your own now, you know. You're all good to go. There's not a possibility of any sin in your life. There's not a possibility of any shortcoming in your life. Yet I will say, unto him alone, he's my righteousness, he's my holiness, he's my purity, he's my acceptance unto God. I'm going to tell you, if there's anything God wants to train you in right now, it's that. But people don't want to do it. They see their faults and their shortcomings and they run to this program. They run to this conference. They run to this man. They run to that man. Listen, there's a big difference between God placing in the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for your perfection and going to people who are going to teach you something like, come over here, we need to circumcise you. Come over here, we need to add to what Jesus did. Because you have some little problem that took place in your life when you were in the womb. And we need to get your inner healing taken care of. False! He's the balm in Gilead. Amen. He's the one, only him binds up the broken heart. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity. Somebody comes along and says, I need to help you with your bruise. And I need to help you with your transgression. False. He's taking away from what God did for us who is his only begotten Son Jesus. I'll look to nothing else. People want to say, well, let me help you. No, thanks. Because I can, behind closed doors, I'll look at your life and you're more messed up than I am. Hello. I've been around here for a long time. I didn't start last year. I didn't start last year. People who are always preaching another gospel, they're trying to salve their own iniquity. People are always trying to show some other way up because Jesus didn't work for them. And so they're convinced that he won't work for you either. That you need their help. But their help never helped them. It's just now it's a more subtle deception than the new age. It's a more subtle, subtle deception than Mormonism. It's a more subtle deception than another kind of humanism. Because now it's got more of the word Jesus being used. More of the word the blood being used. More of the word the cross being used. More of the word Holy Ghost being used. Can you hear me? Yes. Anybody hear me? Yes. Amen. God so loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son. He gave the Lamb. But I don't have a Lamb. But I don't have a Lamb to come to you like you said we had, like Abel had. I don't have a Lamb. I don't know how to approach you. God says, I'll give you a Lamb. I'll provide for you a Lamb. In the midst of of Israel's sin and rebellion, because of their murmuring and complaining against God, Because they were constantly saying, God's not in our midst. God doesn't love us. God doesn't care for us. You don't really love me is a demonic phrase. You don't really care for me is a demonic phrase. He uses it against every significant person in your life. Your mother, your father, huh? your husband, your wife, your pastor. You don't really love me because. It's a demonic phrase. It's a stronghold demonic phrase. If that's been going on in your life right now, tonight... Today, you, good news, it's been identified and you can be free. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 God really loves you. Amen. God is the Redeemer. He said, I look for someone to make intercession. There was no one, so I said, listen, I'll do it by myself. And you trust in my arm. Who will believe our report? You know, when Jesus is dealing, Jesus is dealing with the people of Israel, he's saying they wouldn't believe. Because as Isaiah the prophet prophesied, who has believed our report? God's made it too easy. Somebody said on their deathbed said, oh, I can't believe it's that simple and that, that that's, it's that easy. There's no way that I can believe that God would do it all for me and I don't have to do anything. No, God done it, has done it all for me and I don't have to do anything. But trust Him and believe Him. Yeah. And in trusting Him and believing Him and confessing what He said about me, I discover the strength, the power, the divine ability. I don't because what here's here's another place where people trick you. Oh, we discover that he's done it all for us without anything of our own works. And then now we're going to continue on living under the demonic reign. No, he's done all of this for me, not with any works of my own, not because of anything that I've done. And I want, to, I want to rely on him. I want to grow. I want to mature. I want to be developed. I love his love. I look at his love. And I go, I want that love in my life. Amen. Those are the people that are taught of God. Yes. Everybody else is not taught of God. Yes. They're trying to develop love. They're going to go to a love <laughs> seminar. Five steps to love better. After you've been through three years of inner healing, just hear Jesus. He says to the woman of the well. listen, you messed up. You have five soul ties that I know of right now. You've been married five times, that's five soul ties. Now you're also living with a person who's not your husband, that's the sixth soul tie. How many other soul ties you have, I have no idea. Now what we're gonna do is I'm gonna have Peter here, Peter, he's gonna be back in just a minute. I'm gonna have Peter here walk you through deliverance. Now this may take some time. Good news is that we're only charging you like 10 denarii per hour or whatever. They're just do not even charge. Let's just say we have an offering at the end of each meeting. He didn't say that. It's not the gospel that he preached. Why would we do anything different? He told us exactly the essential stuff. If he told us everything, my goodness gracious, all the books in the world could not contain what should be written. He told us the essential stuff. He said, "Look, he's teaching me in John chapter four. He's teaching me how to preach. He's teaching you how to preach. He's teaching us how to believe in a great mercy and a great love. God's the love the world. How easy!" it is. Well, they, they said that they said the words. They came to the altar, but it just didn't work. No, it did work. You got to believe the work Amen. and run to Jesus. Run to the Lamb. He's always there. His blood is always there. He's the propitiation, the mercy seat for all of us. You go grab a hold of the horns of the altar. He is the horns of the altar. There is no other gospel. There is none. The good news. He bore our sins in his body, in his own body, on the tree so that you and I could go free. That's the good news. You add to that. You add anything to that and you have bad news and another gospel. And it's easy to slip into it because Satan in his craft is powerful in his deception. And the only way that you're going to be able to be safe is to be clothed in humility and walk in love. You're arrogant. I know better than you know. Oh, I've got whatever. You're proud. You're defiant. You're stubborn. You can't hear God's voice. How many times has it got to be proven in the scripture? Everybody that was arrogant, everybody that was proud, huh? Everybody who was stubborn, they couldn't hear the voice of God. Over and over and over and over again, there's example after example after example after example. Shouldn't that teach all of us to say, wait a minute, I'm going to walk in humility. The mercy of Jesus Christ. Think about this. Jesus said in John chapter 13, he comes with a towel and a basin and he says, I'm going to wash your feet. So that you can understand how you're supposed to walk in love to one, towards one another. And what's that all about? So that you can hear the Holy Spirit. So that you can be in the body of Christ. So that you can participate with what I'm doing. Amen. Nobody washed my feet lately. Somebody might say, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're supposed to be washing everybody else's feet. Huh? You're not walking around telling everybody what's all going on. You know more. I've been watching somebody on the YouTube and they said such and such. You better watch out for YouTube Gospels. Because the, tr- the Lord didn't purpose that you be trained up in the truth by watching YouTube. <laughs> Father, well, Father wants a family, wants community. Yes. Yes. Amen. This is where we find out how much love of God we're going to allow to work in our lives. Mm-hmm. When we get right up close to one another and we start smelling each other's breath and don't like what, <laughs> something about whatever. Well, I don't like, well, what difference does that make how they r- dress while they wear their hair? What they said, where they sat in your seat or took your parking space? Or, and usually it's always that minor. What is it that really happened here? Oh, there's this terrible thing going on between me and sister so-and-so. What is it? Well, it's very complicated. I'm sure that it is. Will you please explain it? Well, I can't really put it into words. I'm sure you can't. Because if you did, you would be embarrassed for even being upset about such a small infraction against you. You've got to learn how to wash people's feet. You've got to learn how to give yourself over to some love. A love that was poured out of Calvary. You look at that love and go, I want that love in my life. Look at that blessed hope that is there in Christ Jesus. Look at his majesty. Look at his humility. Look at his brokenness. Look at his lowliness. Look at his meekness. I think there's a lot of God's people that have never looked at the lowliness and meekness of Jesus and said, I really want that. But I've been taught of God and I really want that. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. God still so loved the world. That he gave on only begotten son. If anyone believes, they should not perish. But have eternal life. God's life. The God kind of life. All you have to do is, he said to the woman at the well, all you have to do is recognize who I am. Yes. And the gift. And he said, and immediately, instantaneously. It happened to her. Immediately, instantaneously. Somebody said it couldn't have happened to her because it was before the cross. Jesus said, Believe on me, and right after I die, and raise you from <laughs> He didn't say that. Somebody said, Oh, you're a literalist. Yes, I am. <laughs> because otherwise, I'm left to my own interpretation, and so are you. And you might as well go ahead and write your own Bible and get on with it and deal with the reality that you believe another gospel. I'm a literalist. Recognize who I am and the gift that I have for you and there'll be a wellspring springing up of eternal life, God's life on the inside of you. What does she do? She forgot why she was even there. She <laughs> left her water pot. She left her water pot. She's there to draw water. She's all bowed over and bent over with her pain and her suffering and her soul ties and all the other stuff. <laughs> Afflicted by sin, under the power of sin and death, and Jesus says, all you got to do is recognize who I am, I'm the one that is the only begotten son, God so loved you, God so loved me, he gave me a lamb, when you look at Christ Jesus, the only begotten son, everywhere you look at him in heaven, he's the lamb. He says, a lamb that was slain when he's brought out in the book of Revelation. He says, a lamb that was slain. Those nail prints are always there as the lamb, the sacrifice. The one tied to the altar, bound there for you and me. God tied him to the altar at Calvary. Somebody said, no, Romans said, God, the Father did. The prophet Isaiah said, it pleased him. It pleased the Father to bruise his son. Why? Because he saw you and me redeemed by the power of the blood that flowed from his veins. I will want. I want nothing but blood. I want nothing but that death. I want not, That's why the blood is so emphasized. It means that I trusted nothing but the death for my salvation, for my acceptance. I have access by the blood of Jesus Christ. I have access in the beloved. I have access by the Holy Spirit. I don't want an access any other way. No, you're not touching me with your tools. You're not not fastening this altar because you think it looks kind of of lopsided. (laughs) You're not touching it. Father did this altar. He said, I will not have an altar that has had any tool of man laid to it. I promise you by the help and the grace of God, I will never lay a tool. I'll never lay a tool to your altar. People ask me all the time, Well, you know, what you should counsel. more. I don't counsel. Not like that. I have as much training in psychology. I have much training in sociology. I have much training in human behavioral sciences as anyone else, pretty much. You'll never find me placing a tool, my tool, upon your altar. I'm going to tell you, God so loved the world. I'm going to tell you right now, this is salvation to your soul right now. You can accept it or reject it. You can try to modernize it. You can try to modify it. You can say, yes, but we also need not. Anything plus Jesus is false doctrine. Anything that you need alongside of the blood of Christ Jesus is a lie from hell. It is a demon spirit disguised as the Holy Spirit. To make redemption, V-O-I-D, void. Paul said, fallen from grace. Some people don't believe you can fall from grace. You can the d- very moment you quit trusting in Jesus alone. The very moment that his blood isn't good enough to deal with whatever, whatever issue. Tonight, tonight, I'm going to minister by the Spirit of the Lord on what temptation is. Temptation is demon spirits vying for your affections, And a lot of people haven't really understood how to deal with temptation effectively. They think it's their own thoughts because they misapplied Mark chapter 6 and said, from the heart proceeds evil thoughts. They don't know, no, wait, it's a new class. When you're redeemed, you're given a purified heart. And now you're having to deal with the one who's called the tempter. Do you know that's how Satan is first identified in the, in the gospel, in the New Testament? Did you know that? Well, tonight, come back and you'll understand. You'll be, under, you'll be able to understand. You'll be able to discern. Wait a minute. This is a demonic attack against my soul. Disguised as something that I think that I want for me. <laughs> when you get wisdom and your eyes are open, my, 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 you can effectively deal with the lies of the enemy. And that's what it's all about here. That's what this is all about. It's about you and I solely trusting in Jesus and quit modifying what he's done for us. Just accept what he's done for you. Just recognize his love never changed no matter how ugly you get. No matter how bad off you are. No matter what you did. His love never changed. His love will not change. I have a love that's greater than anything ever created. I have a love that's greater than anything that's ever been made before. I have a love from heaven (laughs) provided for and given to me by Jesus. Sent to me. Sent to you. By the ancient of days. God so Love the world, that he gave his only begotten son. You know, there have been people who take John three sixteen. I just figure some of you could just stand with me. You don't even have to. I appreciate all of you standing with me. I always stand in the meeting.
1: <laughs>
2: Back in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, people always stood for the reading of the word, and for the ministry of the word. People began to get sick and weak, and so they changed it that you didn't have to stand for the whole time but when, you know, that day that they went uh, and Ezra called a solemn assembly, they were there eight to ten hours listening to him read the Bible. (laughs) Hallelujah. Standing for it. This is good to stand, ain't it? I think it is. There are people who've actually taken verse 16 of John chapter 3, and so it said, oh, well, it is in contradiction with verse 36. Verse 36 says... He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. And he that believeth not shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. They said, wait, 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 wait. How can the wrath of God abide on us and yet God love us? So they twisted the scripture. You know, men get into their reasoning and analysis. And you know what, they, you know what it is called? It's, the, it's at least paralysis by analysis. They become paralyzed by their analysis. Or they distort the truth, they wrestle it to their own destruction. They either become stuck, they can't move forward, they don't understand, or they destroy themselves by trying to figure it out on their own. No, no, no. Above everything else, God is love. And He loves us so much. And He never meant, he never meant or never intended for it to be any other thing than a relationship of love. And there's, people got all these different doctrines and ideas, but when it comes down to it, I'm always there standing going, saying, show me the verses of Scripture. Oh, well, this is just what we think. Well, who cares what you think? Who cares what I think? I, you're not the Redeemer. I'm not the Redeemer. Christ Jesus <laughs> is alone is the Redeemer. What did God say in His Word? He gave us His Word. Why couldn't the Jews be saved? Because they would not believe the Word. It wasn't all of them because everybody that was around Jesus, including himself, was Jewish. (laughs) It's just that they were stuck in their own religious perception of what it looks like. They're like, what? You? What are you talking about? We don't agree with you. We don't believe it that way. We weren't taught that way. No, no, no. You must understand, when we go back to verse 18, he says, He that believes on him is not condemned is not under judgment. As soon as I believe on Jesus, I'm not under judgment anymore. Woohoo! He's like, let's, let's, let's have a party. <laughs> kind of like, let's dance and celebrate now. We're not under judgment anymore. Where did the judgment come from? It came from the law of sin and death that was that was incurred because of Adam's and, and Eve's rebellion against God. And subsequently, all men afterwards. Open up the door, I mean, the slightest disobedience will open up the door to the powers of darkness to come in and mess with you, and only the blood of Jesus Christ can send it all away. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. So said, Oh no, I had a slight little bit of disobedience come on. Well, guess what? Raise up the standard of the blood. Yes. You know, before I go on, I want to go back to something I was saying earlier. Israel rebelled and murmured and complained against God and wouldn't listen to what God had to say, wouldn't believe in His mercy, and wouldn't we believe in His grace. And so a judgment came upon them and fiery serpents began to to bite them, to destroy them. And so the Lord's now going to sort out the stubborn and the prideful and the rebellious. And here's how he's going to do it. He says, take an image of the serpents that are biting you, the death that is destroying you, and put it on a pole. And everybody who's willing just to come and look they will be delivered from the venom of death. And Jesus said, and he says it right here in this context, he said, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that anybody who looks, anybody who believes, this is verse 15, anybody who believes, look at the context, because I watch people all the time take the word of God out of context and misapply it. No, he applied it to numbers, the events that are described in the book of Numbers that happened because of Israel's unwillingness to believe that God was in their midst. Unwilling to believe that God's love for them. Unwilling to believe God's care for them. And the results of their sin and the results of their iniquity and the results of their pride and their arrogance resulted in those demon spirits that were there personified as serpents biting them because that's what's going on, people. It's, it's this personification of what we're dealing with right now spiritually. Yeah. We don't want to believe God's in our midst. We don't want to believe that he loves us. Somehow we're listening to lies of Satan telling us another gospel. Not good news, bad news, telling us God doesn't really love us. Everybody, God loves everybody but you, you, you. God loves everybody but me, me, me. The enemy does that. He creates that. He makes us inferior. It's called condemnation. Yep. It's called shame. Yep. It's called guilt. God is the guilt remover. Amen. God is the shame remover. Yes. God is the con- condemnation remover. God is the intercessor. You've got to have to separate out who, what God you're listening to because there's two gods. There's the God of this world, mm-hmm. the prince of the power of the air. And there's the only true God. You need, to listen. you need to find out what God you're listening to. Yes. Because God of this world is the accuser. Mm-hmm. He's putting shame on you, guilt on you, condemnation on you. The blood wasn't good enough. It didn't do the full job. Somehow you got left out. Yep. I'm going to preach the gospel that Paul preached. The jailer said, what must I do to be saved? Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What did he do?
0: He told just what
2: Jesus said. He said, well, we're going to have to take you through seven months of counseling. Well, listen, first of all, let's just try this out, see how it works. If it doesn't work out, then we're going to have to examine your life. People second-guessing what's going on, second-guessing whether or not they were really sincere in their heart. What if I wasn't really sincere in my heart? All those lies, that's wiggle room for the enemy. That serpent's come to bite you. You look, at the, you look at the story in Numbers, so many of the Israelites were unwilling to look at the poll. They were, they were so stubborn, they were so defiant. See, whatever thing you're giving into will ultimately destroy you. They were so stubborn, so prideful, so arrogant. It was their stubbornness and their arrogance that kept them from believing the love of God anyways. Always making something else besides just what God has said. And what he has proven over and again. Jesus puts it this way, if you don't believe my word, you won't believe it even if somebody's raised from the dead. No. You won't believe my word no matter what signs and miracles and wonders are done. See, signs and mi- miracles and wonders are God's calling card for you and I to come and look at his word. Wow, oh, he's there. Well, what does he say? He says that he loves you. Now, are you going to believe that? Well, I'm not sure. Because it looks like we've been brought out here in the wilderness to die. It looks like we've been dropped on our head and left to our own self. Huh? Because I prayed nothing happened. I asked God and nothing took place. Come on, people. They were unwilling to just simply look at the serpent. If anybody looked, they would live. That's what the Scripture says. All they had to do was look, and they would live. After they'd been through, you know, counseling. No. Look and live. Nothing else, nothing else. Look and live. If you need any other help, you've fallen from grace. You look and you live. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so shall the Son of Man be lifted up, that anyone who believes looks and lives. See? Can you see that? Can you, can you see that? Verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. What does that mean? Look and live. Look, and now he's going to be, I don't need somebody to, I don't need an expositor to tell me what that means. Because he's going to tell me what that means in the next few verses. He's going to explain exactly what that means i found a relationship in God of His love and His mercy so great that there is no wrongdoing or sin or failing that is too much for Him to cleanse, to redeem, and to love me through. You start messing with relationship, that's all that's going to happen. You can't mess with the Holy Ghost, that's relationship. Now we're, talk, we're singing this morning, holy, holy is the Lord. I lift up holy hands with a pure heart. Where would I get that? Somebody said, I, can't, oh, I failed last night, I can't say that. Then you believe in your own righteousness and not in His. You worship God based upon your own righteousness and your perceived right doing and not His. It's proof right there. Now I come by the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Because there's no way I could be holy enough without that blood. Never! Never! There's no way I could ever be righteous, righteous enough without that blood. You will find me there, and in that place, he perfects me. In that place, he matures me. I will look to nothing else. I will be found washing the saints' feet. I'll be found in submission to everything that God has placed in his church. Beginning with the Holy Ghost and the Word. And when I'm in submission to the Holy Ghost and the Word, I'll be in submission to everything, everyone else. If I'm not in submission to those around me in God, I'm not in submission to the Holy Ghost. It's just proof. We're constantly giving testimony to who we really are. Who? Come on. Our actions are constantly giving testimony to who we really are. Our decisions are giving testimony to who we really are. Make sure that your decisions and your actions are conformed to obeying God's word. Say, wait a minute, I'm not allowing that in my spirit. I'm not allowing arrogance. I'm not allowing boastfulness. I'm not allowing stubbornness. I'm not saying I'm gonna do it my own way. I'm not gonna act like I got the answers. I'm not gonna act like my conscience is superior to God's word. Whoever taught that false doctrine? Whoever taught that? In fact. I don't even find that in antiquity that somebody's conscience is superior to God's Word where did that come from that is a new heresy where did that ever come from I've heard that recently and more than one place I'm like what what on earth where did you ever get that out of the Bible no God's Word will teach you how to have a conscience Hallelujah. God's word will teach you how to have a right conscience so that your conscience is void of sin or offense. Void of separation. I've got a conscience void of separation because I've not trusted in other sacrifices or the blood of bulls and of goats which could not take away sin, but I've trusted only in the blood of Jesus Christ, only in Him. Only in Him. Only in Him. Only oh, in God's love for me. I find myself when the enemy would try to accuse me singing, worshiping.
0: Oh, how great is your love for me. Oh, God.
2: Shut that lying voice down real quick. Once again, I'm gonna, we're gonna minister to you tonight on demon spirits vying for your affections. How the tempter comes to tempt, to lead away, to draw away. And he'll come at us from so many different directions. The good news is God won't allow us to be tempted above what we're able. That's the good news. He sets a boundary on it, but it's always going to be you and I in the context of, are we going to obey his word? Somebody said, I'm just following the Holy Ghost. If you're not following the word, you're not. I can prove whether you're following the Holy Ghost or not. If it's not, you're not following the word. You're not following the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is going to be simply saying what Moses did. Look and live. You got a problem? Look and live. Look to the author and finisher of your faith. His name is Jesus. Yes. Oh, he authored your faith, but you're going to finish it? You're going to join hands with the knife of circumcision? You're going to join hands with getting your soul ties break? I know all the people that have been, I know so people have been through all this counseling mess of soul ties and this thing, that happened, things happen in the womb. <laughs> things happen when you're three years old. Deep in your subconscious, they know different after they went through that. Maybe they're a little more demonized, a little more deceived, no different. The 12 step program of Alcoholics Anonymous, sorry people, that's another way. That's another way. I've found and seen it and discovered more bondage within those ranks. I'm sorry people, I, some of you, I know, may be listening to me. Web, some of you may be in here and you feel like it helped you, renounce it because it didn't help you at all. You say, Well, no, the support group really helped me, and ultimately, I came to Jesus. No, 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 just believe me. You want no other help but Him, Amen. you don't want your own help, man's help. You know, just renounce it, Amen. and then you can go on with God because it, it might, it might, you know, it might cure you of one thing, huh, but it infects you with another. Can you hear me? It really does. It might cure you one thing, but it infects you with another. It's like going to the doc. The doc says here, take this medication. It's going to get rid of that symptom. What he didn't tell you is more than likely you're going to get another symptom. (laughs) It's going to take care of your heart, but it's going to shut down your liver. Okay? It's going to take care of your kidneys, but it's going to mess up your brain. You're just training, you're just trading one problem for another, one sickness for another, one disease for another. Well, I don't have heart problems anymore. Now my liver's shut down. (laughs) Well, I'm not an alcoholic anymore, but now I've got whatever. You know how you get to become a true worshiper? In the spirit, in the Holy Ghost? You stand there and it's just all about Jesus. And it's all about what he did for you. It's all about his blood. It's all about his unfailing mercy. It's all about his unfailing goodness. It's all about his unfailing kindness. It's all about he's the author and he's the finisher and having begun a good, God alone — having begun a good work in me, he alone is gonna finish me. He alone. Uh, he alone. He alone. He alone. alone. Somebody I said to me, come to me and say Hey, listen, I got a prophetic word from you. I so, said, look, I've got plenty already. Thank you so much. But I've I'm, I'm, got so many prophetic words from God right now. Right here. <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
2: You know, sometimes you just look at it and say, let me ask you, is your prophetic word good or bad? Is it good news or bad news? Well, it's kind of a little bit of both. Well, I want you to just hold on to that. Because right now I'm working on all the good prophetic words.
1: (laughs) Ah,
2: I'm working on all the good ones right now. Somebody say, well, so-and-so prophesied over us and over me that I was going to do this thing, that thing. Listen, look at what God's prophesied over you. Go ahead and do them. Why do you make the prophecy of men bigger than the prophecy of God? Why do you make the word of men bigger than the word of God? Not me. No. Renounce all that stuff. If it's not God's word, renounce it. Amen. What is the Holy Ghost doing? All he's doing is revealing Jesus. That's it. He's come to reveal Jesus. So that you and I could see with whatever problem, what, if, we find, if, we, if we get bit by a serpent, if we get, if we get impacted by sin, if we get touched by iniquity. And I don't care if it happened a thousand times, you fell into it a thousand times, a thousand times you come back and say, Jesus, forgive me. I look to you to live. he forgive you. Oh, if you need forgiveness more than three times, it's proof you've <laughs> never been saved. You don't have the fruits. What fruits does God want? This is the fruit that he wants, that you believe on the only begotten son. That's the fruit he wants. That's the fruit he wants, that's what he said. This is the power, the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, to the believe. They said, teach us to do the works of God. This is the work of God. Amen. Jesus said, the Jews come to us, Jews John, uh, um, John chapter 6, teach us to do the works of God. These are the works of this is how you do the works of God. To believe on him whom Father has sent. Amen. I'm going to do the work of God. Yes. I'm going to look and live. I'm going to recognize that His mercy never fails, that His blood cleanses and washes from every stain of sin, that He's the mercy seat, that He's the propitiation, that He's always there as my helper, as my strength, as the one who who loves me and beckons me and says, "I'm I'm your help, I'm your deliverer, I'm your strength, I'm your confidence. I'll perfect everything that concerns you. I mean... One of the things I love to do every day is say, Lord, you alone are my perfecter. You alone are my provider. You are alone, oh God, are oh, my provision. My salvation. Just whatever comes to heart, just talking about. Provider, protector, provision. There's so many different ways to say it. Salvation, deliverer. Keeper, helper. Huh? the only one I look to, you're it. In that I find myself being overwhelmed by the Holy Ghost and taught how to please God and taught how to walk in all those character and nature and ways. I'm not going to go with another gospel. I'm going go to the one, I'm go with the one that Jesus preached. Huh? I got a wellspring constantly satisfying me. The day that I came to Jesus Christ, the tempter still came to tempt me. The adversaries of the wicked world still, and the former conversation still, tried to impose itself upon me. Sometimes I tripped up, but every time I came to the blood. Huh? There was things in my life that was reoccurrent, over and over and over and over again. Reoccurrent. But I, I had a reoccurrent forgiver, reoccurrent forgiver, reoccurrent forgiver. And he perfected everything that concerned me. And everybody that I know who walks with Jesus has the same testimony. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. He's perfected everything that concerns me. I didn't do anything. I haven't perfected anything. It's not been by my own strength, by my own ability, but by the Holy Ghost alone, by the Spirit of the Lord alone, trusting in Jesus. Huh? And there's been times where the Lord says, listen, and I've been up against the wall with somebody who did something terrible to me that I thought was terrible, wasn't that bad anyways. He said, Look, and I've been forgiving you. You need to forgive them. And then it just busts you right to, you know. Maybe it takes, sometimes it takes the Lord, you know, five or six months, maybe even longer, five or six years to get across to us what we should do. It takes instantaneous to get across to him what he should do. Lord, forgive me. Instantaneously he forgives. Now he goes to deal with us. You need to forgive. Six years later, oh, I got it now, oh, God, I'm so sorry. You forgave me so much, and I'm not willing, been willing to forgive my brother something so small. And did you know that all the way through that, his mercy and grace has been there? Your prayers haven't been effective, but his mercy and grace has been there. Huh? You haven't been able to say whatever you will, huh? And it happened, but his mercy and grace has been there. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. It is amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. You might have opened the door for something to take hold of you. But it didn't break his hold of you. No. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. You know why I can get so excited and praise Him and worship and jump around? Because I'm just captivated by this one thing, that God so loved me, that God so loves me, that He's here, He's, going, he's my Savior, and, and, and there's nothing that can pluck me out of His hand. And that of those that, 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 that the Father gave to Jesus, He should lose none of them. And I'm one of them.
0: And you're one of them. I'm, come on, that's the salvation. And I tell you right now, you wouldn't be here unless God drew the Father and drew you to His
2: Son. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now you just got to quit looking to yourself and listen to the lies and grab a hold of God's Word and do it His way. Because if you trust Him, He's going to lose none. And that's the context. You can stop trusting Him in the moment you start trusting Him because this is the work of God that you believe upon the one whom the Father has sent. As soon as you quit believing on the one whom the Father sent, for everything, your perfection, your acceptance, your provision, your protection, everything that you have need of. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to break you right... Somebody say, you need to give and you'll break through into the realms of greater finances. No, you need to do this and you'll break through in the realms of greater finances. Yes. Both spiritually and materially. Yes. It's really about believing who God is. Yes. Because God father said, I want you to be healthy. And I want you to be financially blessed as your soul is blessed. I want you to prosper Financially, I want you to prosper physically as your soul prospers. I've got the key to getting healthy and to getting all the provision that you need financially. It's spiritual, soulish prosperity. Somebody said, oh, soulish, soulish. Them soul ties. You don't know what you're talking about. You're giving me Greek mythis, mythis, you know, mysticism. You're giving me Greek mysticism, putting Jesus' name on it and presenting it to me as the gospel. What? Do you err not knowing the Scriptures? Do you err not knowing the, the Scripture and the what? Power of God. Huh? Huh? Form of Godliness, but deny the power of the redeeming blood and of the work of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to find all my communion at the table. Huh? I'm going to find all that I have need to be satisfied over here at the table. <laughs> right over here at the table. All right, if I have something, I'm going to take a hold of bread, the body that was broken for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> that bore my sins. I, I, I'm not, not going to go to some other table. I'm not going to go to the table of men. In Jesus' name, I'm preaching to you for one purpose today so that you'll get rid of all condemnation and guilt and shame. And quit feeling like somehow you're an outcast or an orphan. (laughs) But begin to deal with all of those assailing lies of the enemy, those fiery darts of the wicked one, with the blood of Jesus Christ that is the sole symbol of God's love for us. And there... You will throw down and cast down every lying thing that would try to bring separation or a sense of sin or somehow the name of Jesus isn't powerful enough to cure you because somewhere deep in your heart you really weren't believing. Somehow deep in your heart you deceived yourself. Would you show me that in the Bible? Because that's the doctrines of men. They got it from their father the devil because it ain't in the word of God. And you can stand there and resist the Holy Ghost if you want to. And believe it your own way and say, well, that's not how I believe it. But you now should go ahead and author your own Bible. See if anybody buys that. (laughs) Get together with your group and put together your own little Bible that describes how you're going to get saved and how you're going to get delivered and how your sins are going to be washed away and how you're going to be perfected. how you're going to be acceptable, and how you're going to be able to then at the end, cast down your crown before him and say unto you alone, you my righteousness, you my holiness, unto you belongs all honor and power and might and dominion, because you alone, you alone have redeemed us with your blood. Ooh, rasa. Redemption, redemption. I'm bought back. I am bought back. You're bought back with all of your stuff, with all of your smelly stuff. With all our smelly stuff. My God is good. Listen, I'm just telling you the word of God. I'm preaching to you the whole counsel of the living God. Let me just finish real quickly. He loves you. Say, he loves me. He loves me. You know, in in my life, I was raised in the house of God. Daddy's a preacher, granddaddy. Just in my blood, back generations. Both sides of my family. Preachers. Preachers. My daddy is a preaching machine. True, huh? Preaching machine. He's 87 years old. He's still a preaching machine. The uh, the grasp of the Word of God and yet the submission and humility to listen to what God's showing someone else. But always keeping it. No, that's not what the Word says. Love you, but that's not what God says. Speak to me within what the realms of revelation of what he said in his word. Speak to me because I'm taught of God. Come on. I was raised in a preacher's home, revivalist home, but ultimately gave way to the lies of the enemy because of the way church people were acting. Decided I knew how to do it better. When I I came to my senses, as a prodigal, I came to my senses, and I came home. And the Lord so touched me with his love and his mercy. Listen to me. I had no just cause to believe and to do what I did other than the reality that came to me of his blood that cleanses. But I would walk around saying, I'm the apple of his eye. His delights are with me. Amen. Anybody else would say? Now, people used to say, people used to say, Others, no way. This guy is an apostate. He can't even be saved. Preachers can't even be saved. He's blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Preachers, wonderful thing. Good news, preachers. (laughs) It was just a few years of my life. It was, you know, the, the stupid years of your life. 14 to 18. You're never more stupid. I don't think this is more stupid and more vulnerable to stupidity than between the ages of 14 and 18. Watch out for your kids. When they're 14 18, you should lock them up between the ages of 14 and 18. And feed them through a little hole. Now, seeing as we know we can't do that, you've got to be very protective. You've got to be right there in their life, right there in their life. Because then they've got to spend a bunch of time getting over stuff. I, praise God, didn't have to because I knew the power of the blood. I knew the power of redemption. That no matter how bad off or how messed up, God is bigger than all the problem and all the issue and all the shame and all the pain and all the mess up. He'll fix up. He'll fix up everything you messed up. Amen. Amen. He said, God is so good. He's so good. I can sing that with all my heart. God is so good. I can sing it with all my heart. Because it, for me, it's my redemption. For me, it's my righteousness, my holiness, the whole reason I get to walk with him throughout the ages. I'm not going to have any problem taking off any crown that's on my head quickly as soon as he steps into the room. And, and Ballo, You did it. You did it. Don't even look over here like I did anything. I didn't do nothing. But believe, I looked and lived. And every time I sinned, I've looked and lived. And every time i failed, I've looked and lived. (laughs) And then I've looked back and seen things that I didn't even recognize were wrong in my life. And it never even hit me as something that was wrong. And recognize as I matured how wrong it was. And then worship Him even stronger because He loved me so fully in the midst of all of that. And He used me in the midst of all that. And as soon as you see him a little bit more, you're going to put your hand over your mouth and go, oh my goodness, twice have I spoken, I'll speak no more. Look at Job. Job, God calls him righteous and perfect. But as soon as he looks and sees holy, holy, holy God in a more grandiose fashion, in a more real display of his holiness, he he becomes unworthy in in his own eyes. All you need to do is just look and see him a little bit more you won't be just that much more happy of the blood that cleanses and washes you, the Redeemer that redeems you, the cross that you looked to and lived Amen. in His presence, yes. the gift of His righteousness. Yes, Isaiah, what a great prophet, what a great man of God, what a bold prophet. Show my people their sin and make known to them their transgression. Listen to him. But all of a sudden, he sees God like he'd never seen him before. He saw him. And you could actually translate that verse of scripture. Not that his train filled the temple, but that he saw his hymn, just the hem of his garment. Just his him, Just his him. All he did was see his feet, his hem, in the temple. And he goes, I'm unclean. Why? The contrast is different. You seen the holiness. He's a righteous servant of the Most High. Mouthpiece of the Lord. But now he beholds the glory. He goes, I'm unclean. The Lord says, listen, I know what happens to you when you see my holiness. What I'm going to do is I'm going to provide you a means by which you can stand before me now. And I'm going to take away the iniquity that you see. I'm going to take away the uncleanness that you see. And I'm going to purge it with a cold from off of my altar. So you can stand boldly before me and not be condemned and not have shame. God is so good. Yes. He doesn't listen to me. He's the redeemer. He's re- hey! He's your redemption. Hey! He's your great salvation. Hey! Quit talking to yourself and start talking with him. Quit communing with your own thoughts and start listening to God the Holy Ghost because he's going to tell you some good stuff. Yes. Amen. Not about what you did, but what God did for you. His only begotten son because of his own good pleasure. Mm-mm-mm. The only way you can make this void is you stop looking to him. This is the work of God, that you believe on his son, his only begotten son whom he has sent. This is the work of God. None other. This is the place of perfection. None other. This is the, this is the crossroads the common denominator of every denomination on the face of the earth. It's a common denominator. Denominations go all different kinds of directions from here. But it is an apex. and It's a common denominator. It's that place where everything converges in every denomination. But why don't we just stay right here? Yes. Right here yes. in this redemption and what Jesus Christ did for us. And recognize that he's not only the author and finisher, he's the perfecter. And that means that we're going to grow and we're going to mature as we look to him, as we rely on him, as we worship him. I pray that you can grab a hold of this this morning. I I pray that you understand how this applies to what the Lord was saying just even two weeks ago in talking about the Syrophoenician woman. How did she enter into great faith when the disciples didn't enter into much more than little faith? And sometimes we've said they had no faith. She instantaneously, she's not walking with the Lord Jesus, but she has great faith because she comes immediately. She recognizes who he is. She falls down, worships him, will not take no for an answer, and he says, great is your faith. You get whatever you want. Hallelujah. There's no earning there, people. There's just believing there. Are you looking at me? It's just recognizing, just recognizing who he is. Come on. Oh, please. I know stuff will beat you up. Life, as it were, supposedly, will beat you up, slap you around. People will, devil's will. Christ Jesus stands with arms wide open. Holy Ghost stands with arms wide open saying, put your trust in me. I beckon you come. Only trust me. Only trust him. Only trust him. Only trust him now. He will save you. He will save you. Only trust him now. Oh, for grace to trust him more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace. There it is. It's the theme Of my life, of my testimony, of my being, of our salvation, of the church. Upon this revelation, I will build my church. You are the only begotten Son of God. you are the one that we look to you are the lamb you are the sacrifice you are the means of all that we have need of in being accepted by the father and upon this revelation as peter responds but who do you say that i am they're all looking at each other should we say it because you're more than a prophet you're more than elijah you're more than john the baptist risen from the dead they're looking at each other. Peter, because he's so bold and big-mouthed. Hey? Like kind like me. Maybe a little more bolder, but probably less of a big mouth. Huh? You are the Christ! The Son of the Living God. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father, which is in heaven. See if we'll listen to the Father talk. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to find our acceptance, our love in Christ Jesus. We're going to find our ability to grow and mature. And through all of our faults and failings, find this wonderful love, nothing separating us from it. Interacting with him, just rejoicing in him. If I failed last night, I can come with the blood of Jesus Christ, confess my sins, and be jumping all over the place. Somebody might say, I'm a hypocrite. But no, I'm trusting in him. And watch what happens. Watch what happens. That person who's supposedly a hypocrite is going to outrun everybody else around him. Just point a finger. Huh? Father's not willing. Father doesn't want us to descend in one time. He doesn't. He's empowered us in a love relationship. But the bottom line of it is, people, listen to me. He's our perfecter. And if we do, he's there for us. Isn't that good? Yes. Listen. Let me finish this. I'm trying. I'm working at it. For God sent not a son into the world to condemn, to judge, to pass the judgment but that the world through him might be delivered, saved. He says, he that believeth on him is not condemned. You pass from death to life. You're not under judgment, just believing in him, I'm not under judgment. But listen to this, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Listen, this is the condemnation because you didn't believe. You didn't believe that he was able to do it. You didn't believe that he made it so simple that all you gotta do is look up at the pole and live look up at the cross and live look at Jesus crucified for me and that's all I need Jesus 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 alone in the cross in the cross here are the songs of the church be my glory forever He that believes not, doesn't believe, is condemned already. Already under a death sentence. Already, already under the penalty of death and sin. Jesus didn't come to remind people you're under the penalty of death and sin. They'd have been reminded. He didn't come to the Gentiles. He came to Israel who every day was being reminded that they could not draw near to God. That they were unholy, that they were unclean. Some of them began to take and make a doctrine that they were righteous, the Pharisees. So therefore they, could, they didn't need a redeemer anymore. If you're in him, you're holy. If you're not in him, you're not holy. If you're in him, you're righteous. If you're not in him, you're not righteous. In him is trusting in him. How many times have I come to the Lord and said, Lord, you my perfecter. I've come to the Lord saying to the Lord, Lord, you my perfecter more than I've ever come to him saying, Lord, you my provider. I've made it more about, because it's more about relationship and me being everything that's holy and acceptable unto him. And learning and recognizing, no, 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 you are holding acceptable. You just take a seat for just one minute. Let me just tell you this. One day, I've always asked the Lord, one of my primary prayers before the Lord, it's what I want to see you. Let me see you. There's too many people that I know of that have seen Jesus, really seen him. And their works prove it. You see Jesus, you have that encounter. I'm going to tell you right now, there's something happens. I want that. The more we get to see him, the more he's revealed to us. The more we let the Holy Spirit reveal him to us, the stronger faith gets. You with me? Yes. It's relationship-driven. Mm-hmm. There are those who've actually been privileged by the Lord to actually see him physically, see him, and faith goes to an all-time high. You know, it's like the servant of Elijah; So eyes being opened. And suddenly, now he can have faith that they're going to be fine going up against ten thousand men in the Syrian army because his eyes have been opened. He sees that heavens are filled. with... The angels of the Lord. One day, the Lord, one night, the Lord gave me, allowed me to, in a vision, in the night, in a dream, step over into that realm. The Lord allowed me into his, almost like it was his strategic planning room. And there's no question in my heart and my mind, before the Lord right now, I was there. I was there. And the, and the radiance and the brilliance of what I saw can never be described the clothing on his body was living. And the brilliance of the living colors that were there, that just for his clothing. I can't even, you know, it's just for me, that caused me to understand a little bit more the height and sense of seeing as him, feeling the temple, just as him. Not his face, not his knee. just as him. Beautiful. And I was sitting there, and I, the Lord had invited me into this place, and here I am, I always wanted to be there. I prayed and I've earnestly cried. Oh God, I want Father. I want to have those encounters. I've heard so many people have. I want to have that with you. You're no respecter of persons. So I want to have that with you. And here I am, on my knees with my face to the ground. And I said to the Lord, "Here's my brilliant. I have my opportunity, my moment of of of, of interaction with the Father. And what do I say?" Here's, what all can, here's my brilliance, the height of my relationship. Lord, what did I do wrong? The Lord turned to me almost with a disgusted look that I was now interrupting. I'm invited in, but now I'm in an interruption. And he just turns to me and looks at me and goes, you haven't done nothing wrong. And goes back to what he was doing. My moment of great opportunity, and all I can do is have a condemned conscience. Lord, what did I do wrong? have I done anything. Think about that. How could you have father look at you and say, You've not done anything wrong? Because I've always and forever and by his grace will continue to trust only in Jesus. Only in Jesus. And by his help and his grace from this place on into the eternity and everything, especially that I get to do in this earth, I will beg people and beseech them, as Paul said, to be, ex- to be reconciled to God to recognize that God loves us. You know, when you look at that verse of scripture in 2 Corinthians five twenty-one, it's like a judge saying in a courtroom where all of the evidence and the proof has been given that the defendant, that the person charged with the guilt is fully guilty, fully guilty, worthy of death. All the proof and all the evidence has been weighed. And the judge stands up And says, I beg you, be innocent. (laughs) That's the cardelege, that we are ministers of reconciliation. Ministering by the Spirit, this ministry of reconciliation. It's the judge having received the full weight of the evidence and all of the uh, witnesses and the jury standing up and saying, guilty, 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 guilty. And the judge says, I plead with you. I beg you, be innocent now. Wow. The ministry of reconciliation. That's what we are. I beg you, I plead with you, be innocent now. I beg you, I plead with you, be innocent now. I beg you, I plead with you, look to the cross, look to the blood of Jesus, be innocent now. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel, too. It is joy, unspeakable, and is full of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People, I came in here this morning armed by the Holy Spirit to talk to you about the beauties of the Holy Ghost and the work of the ministry of the Holy Ghost. I promise you that what I'm speaking to you right now I am charged by the Spirit of the Lord to declare to you because this is what He's doing, God the Holy Ghost. I thought the scriptures were going to be much different. I thought the theme would come out much different. But everything in this meeting here today is ordered by God. My question to you, God's question to you, is will your response to His love be ordered by Him also? Because He's trying your heart right now. He's weighing in the balance whether or not you're receiving this or resisting it. Whether you're saying yes, but also... He weighs you in the balance. You could think that you're more right than someone else and actually be more wrong. Because deception is a very vile thing. Those who are infected by it do not know it. You hear me? Deception is a very vile thing. Those who are infected by it do not know it. Otherwise, it's not deception, is it? Talk about a blind spot. The Lord wants to heal you now. Let him heal you. Don't resist the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine Jesus standing there ministering to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and then the people of Israel and they're resisting him? He's saying, don't resist the Holy Ghost. You saying, no, I disagree. I don't believe it that way. Jesus is talking to you right now. You know he's talking to you right now because it's just his word I'm preaching. It's just as. The verses of Scripture, the things I've been saying, the statements that I've sta- sta- been making, those of you who know the Word of God, realize that I've just been making statements from verses of Scripture. Amen. Amen. And I've been making statements, grabbing them out of philosophy and out of my own opinions. I've just been making scriptural statements. Amen. We just want you to grab a hold of God's Word, God's love today. That's all. We're begging you. We're begging you to become innocent. We're begging you to become righteous. We're begging you to become justified. I'm justified. Not, not by my own bias, but because of what he did for me. He justified. He is the justifier. Hallelujah. Of all of those who did what? work so hard to be right? All of those who believe. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. mm You might say, I don't believe tomorrow morning is, I don't believe that tomorrow morning is Monday. But I'm sorry, you are wrong. You, but all, listen, I'm telling you right now, it, it's going to be a very odd thing if you do not believe that tomorrow is Monday. Now, all you have to, and it's not even that really that all you have to do is believe, but you're certainly left out of the program if you don't. What day is it going to be? I mean, I'm just trying to break this down to ridiculous simple. Are you <laughs> so I can feel the Holy Ghost of the heal some people's hearts, right? You now. I feel it. That's why I'm staying here. I can't give, I can't break away. Uh, God wants to heal your heart. He wants to take it out, that pain, that doubt, that unbelief, that affliction, that torment, out of your heart. How? Look and live. Well, I looked and nothing happened. No, you looked, it happened, but you continue to listen to the voice of the accuser. You need to look... And live and say it's done. And then every voice that comes out and says it's not so, you cast it down. Say, oh, yes, it is so. And just start singing, I'm his favorite son, hallelujah. I'm his favorite son, hallelujah. Not based upon anything other than what he has said. I am, said I am, so I am. He that does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. What is he still talking about? The pole. Looking and living. God's love for you and me. And this is the condemnation. That light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light. They want to continue say, I want you to understand this way, we don't know how to be saved. We don't know how to be right with God. To walk around in darkness, groping for God. To walk around in darkness blinded to the reality of His love. To walk around in darkness. Come in the light. Christ Jesus is the light. And what you're going to see is God's love. Mm-hmm. What you're going to see is His forgiveness, His mercy. All preaching is about is just bringing the people to a place of accepting His love, accepting His mercy. Getting right, turning their self over to just living by Him, looking to Him. Saying, Lord, I can't help myself, but I know You are my helper. Lord, I can't fix myself, but I know You're my fixer. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It reaches beyond the furthest star and reaches into the lowest hell. To write the love of God would drain the oceans dry. If every man was a scribe by trade and every quill a pen to write the love of God would drain the oceans dry
1: <laughs>
0: The love of God how rich how pure
2: Thank you so much, Lord. Jesus is my redeemer. He's my savior. He's my healer. He gave me this life. Not by any works of righteousness, which I did. but Because of his great love, wherewith he loved me. Because of his great love, wherewith he's loved you. We come to the light, and our deeds are going to be reproved. He's going to make them known. He's going to convince us, no, 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 that's wrong, because we can't know our wrongdoing on our own. Not really. Come to the light, he's going to say, no, this is wrong. And what he's going to do? He's going to be the cure. He's going to be the healer. We run over to men, we run over to other things, there's no cure. There's no cure. Was telling me, she was ministering to two Mormons the other day and that she was telling them about who Jesus is and who the Holy Ghost is and who the Father is. Tears were coming into their eyes and then they wanted to bring it all, turn it all back around and give her the Book of Mormons. And she asked me, what more should I do? I said, listen, I want you to understand something. They believe they're more right than you are. I promise you, you've given them the gospel, you have to leave it there. Because I, 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 I want to assure you, they, are going, they want to come back to convince you of what they are certain is truth. And I'll ask you, what makes your truth better than Mormon's truth? Better than Jewish truth. Better than any other truth. But especially Mormons, because I'm going to tell you right now, it is so deceptive because it has Jesus all in it. It has the blood of Jesus all in it. It has the Holy Ghost all in it. It has the church of Jesus Christ all in it. Huh? Sure. What makes my truth different than theirs is He is the only begotten Son of God, God manifested in the flesh, whose blood has redeemed me and I need nothing else. I'm done. I am complete in Him. That's what makes me different. Does it make you different? Are you not complete in him? Then you are part of that group. By different names. I am complete in him who is the head. Huh? Amen. When Paul said that, I'm going to close with that verse of scripture. In Colossians chapter 2. Of course, every one of you that know the word of God, you know what I'm saying anyways. But I, you know, if you don't know the Word of God like this, don't worry. Give yourself to study in the Word. Stay in all the meetings. You need more church. You need church seven nights a week, two times a day. Just want to always be around Dad. Always want to be right where, God, where the Father is. Jesus, where's Jesus standing? Where's Jesus standing? Yeah. It truly, corporately, he's standing in the midst of his church, isn't he? Surely He lives in us. He lives in us. He stands in the midst of us. He stands at the right hand of the Father. But corporately, we see Him standing in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, we stand Him in the midst of the church. Huh? With me in His hand. His, His ministers to the church. His preachers. In His right hand. Huh? Did you know that that's where the revelation of the fivefold ministry came from? You hear about, everybody's heard about fivefold ministry. This is a revelation that came in what we call the latter day, the latter, latter day, the, the latter rain revival. <laughs> Still back in Mormonism. Latter rain, <laughs> the latter rain revival, yeah. The latter rain revival, which happened in the 40s. Saw Jesus standing in the midst of the church with his ministers in his right hand. Huh? And they said, ah, fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Which is good, but we also the mouthpiece.
1: Amen.
2: Hey? Yes. Somebody said, well, I just don't like that. Well, you know, you have to take that with God. He gave gifts to the church, and he decided he's going to give some apostles and some prophets, and, I, and if you feel like you've been slighted, don't, because you're a, you get a, you get made a son of God. Amen. Made a son. Yes. As, many as, as many as receive him. Have you received him? Yes. What does that look like? Look and live. Yes. He's all my righteousness. Amen. Lord, you're all my righteousness. I put my trust in you and worship you, Lord, you
0: are my righteousness,
2: I put my trust in you and
0: worship you, oh, you are my righteousness, I put my trust in you and worship you, oh, I worship you, Jesus Christ, my Lord.
2: Song of the church. That's who we are. Are you going to add something to that? Are you going to put A? Subtopic 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. B? Subtopic 1, 2, 3, 4. Lord,
0: you are my righteousness. I put my trust in you and worship.
2: I want you to say, I look only to you. You are my righteousness.
0: I look only unto you and worship you. <laughs> Woo! You are my righteousness. I look only unto you and worship Christ the Lord. Oh, I worship you, Jesus." I
2: do the same thing with healing for my body, strength for my soul. Whatever it is I need, uh, I don't turn to myself, I don't look to men. I just go, I
0: put my trust in you and work. YOU ARE MY RIGHTEOUSNESS I PUT MY TRUST IN YOU AND I WORSHIP YOU I LOOK ONLY UNTO YOU YOU ARE MY RIGHTEOUSNESS I LOOK ONLY UNTO YOU AND WORSHIP CHRIST THE LORD OH I WORSHIP YOU Ah. JESUS CHRIST, MY LORD.
2: THAT'S WHY PAUL SAID we, HE HAS FOREVER PERFECTED THEM THAT ARE SANCTIFIED. THAT'S WHAT HE SAID. THAT'S WHAT HE WAS SAYING. HE HAS FOREVER PERFECTED THEM THAT ARE SANCTIFIED. WHAT DOES THAT MEAN? HE HAS FOREVER MADE US all that God has purposed us to be, being separated only unto Him, trusting only in Him, looking only to Him, my Redeemer, my Savior, set apart unto Him, sanctified, set apart unto Him. Sanctification, simply being set apart by the Holy Ghost to live the life of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians 2, let's just quickly, Colossians chapter 2, and then, and then I just want to start at verse 11. Just turn there, Colossians chapter 2. You know, if you've got the Word of God, it's like a shield. And every time a fiery dart comes to the Wikiwen, you just put up the Word of God. (sniffs) Falls powerless. You don't have the Word of God? You got YouTube salvation? (laughs) Listen to another message of confusion. Go to the Word. It's like I talked to an old man of God one day. and I said, hey, did you read such and such a book? He said, listen, I don't have time to read such and such a book. I'm still on the Bible. <laughs> How many times have you read through the Bible now? I didn't ask that. I knew what he was saying. Because he's given himself to the Word. I've No time for any books. I'm here separated, communing with the Father. Listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Speak words that I've stared at for all my life into my spirit, into my heart. Come on, people. Go to the book. Go to the Bible. Somebody said, well, we need an interpreter. <laughs> have the Holy Ghost. You have apostles, prophets, fans, pastors, and teachers that are going to be there. God placed you in this church because he wanted you to hear what he's going to say through me. Amen. And if you say that God didn't place you in this church because he, he wants you to hear what? He wants to say to you through me, then you are lost sheep. Somehow he's no longer directing you anymore. Directing you and leading you anymore. Are you listening to me? Because if you weren't just, if God didn't lead you here, you'd be somewhere else. Oh, no, no, no. It's just all under the control. I'm I'm the ruler of my life. Don't want to be the ruler of your life. God's the ruler of your life. You acknowledge him. He's going to direct you. You make plans, but God will direct you. That's why you're here. You can make it something else. People always do. And then they say, the Lord's directing me. But you didn't believe he took you where he went. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Just trust him. Just trust him. Amen. Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. It said, in whom also, or sorry, verse 9. Verse 9, not, not, not 11. For in him, Christ Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And and I and I just gotta back up a little bit more. Can I get back up a little bit more? Okay. Verse six, as you have received the Lord Jesus Christ, walk in him. Live out your life in him. Okay? Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding there with thanksgiving. Beware of men. They're gonna spoil you through their philosophy, through their vain deceits. He's talking about other preachers and their traditions of men after the rudiments of the world your 12-step programs, your five steps to loving more, your breaking of all soul ties that are keeping you from being able to live a victorious life. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even what? Our faith. faith. And not after Christ, because after Christ means this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Him Christ Jesus dwells all the fullness of the power of God bodily and you and me we are complete tilios perfected finished done it's that's what it means tilios means perfect so we translate it some people translate it complete some people translate it perfect some people translate it finished it means all of those we are I'm done I'm not rare I am done I mean I'm rare in one sense but I am done you're rare, we're rare. We're peculiar. We're highly treasured. Peculiar people means highly treasured of God. I'm the apple of His eye. I'm a jewel in His crown. When I gave my, when I came back as a prodigal, to the Lord, when I was 19 years old, I was a jewel in His crown, the apple of His eye, highly favored and treasured of Him. And I, that's what He said. And all the evidence may have said different, but that's what he said, and I believed him. And I still believe him. And I still look to the same grace, the same mercy, the same redeeming blood, the same goodness of God. Come
1: on.
2: And the only thing that I'm ashamed of is that I ever walked away. I got my eyes on men, and I took them off of him. That's all. You get your eyes on men and you decide that you're gonna leave the church. And I'm gonna tell you right now, every devil in hell is gonna take off, take, take hold of you. One way or the other. Some people it's religion, some people it's this, some people it's that. You keep you learn how to wash the saints' feet. You learn how to stay where God puts you. Yes.
1: yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: And if you end up in the wrong place, you will deliver you from it. Amen. Amen. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Thank you. Just stand with me. Stand with me. Just just stand with me and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus.
1: Thank you, Lord Jesus.
2: Say, I'm not looking at myself anymore. I'm not looking at myself anymore. I'm going to look to Jesus. And I'm going to discover who I am. am. Oh, can you hear me? This is the faith that overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. This is the power of the new creation where old things have passed away. Somebody said, I'm not going to believe that you're saved until I see all the old things passed away. You're not God, and your perception isn't that keen. Oh, but you'll know a tree by its fruits. Yeah, you will. And the, tr- the good fruit is that you're looking to Jesus alone. Amen. That's the good fruit, that you're looking to him alone. That's it. You're looking to him alone. And out of that, the wellspring springs. And out of that, the life and majesty of God is perfected in you and me. That's the good fruit. To believe on him and the Father ascend. Don't take a step out. Don't be led away. Don't be led astray. Don't. I don't care who it is. If your mother tells you something different than the Lord Jesus said, say, mom, you're wrong. Your dad, say, dad, I love you, but you're wrong. Your wife, look, what would have happened to Job if he would have listened to his wife? She was preaching a terrible doctrine. He's like, no, I'm not listening to you. I now feel released from heaven. For you, for the people that are in here, people that are watching by the web, and we thank you so much. We have people joining us from the, the majority of the states in the United States of America by web. People looking um, online and watching parts of the service, some, all, some, sometimes all the service, from so many of the nations of the earth. It's just amazing. I mean. Believe me, the web con- congregation is very big. And praise God for it.
1: Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
2: You know. And I just so blessed that you guys are in here participating with what God's allowing us yeah. to do. It was like, I mean, the views last year was hundreds of hours, right, and tens of thousands of people, right. So I feel released now to make an altar call. And it's a call for you to be the altar. It's a call for you to be a person that lives out a life that's holy and acceptable unto God. Washed in the blood. Filled with the Spirit. Accepted in the beloved. Freed to grow. Freed to know. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is the Messiah because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to bind up the broken in heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the open of the prison doors to them that are bound. I don't want any ministry but Jesus. He did not call himself Dr. Jesus with degrees and this and that and the other. Jesus, Savior, huh? Just him, just him. I want just him. Just, him. just him.
1: Say, I want just Him.
2: Say, I take you now, Lord Jesus,
1: to be my only Savior,
2: to, be my only savior.
1: to, have, you, to have you, to
2: hold, you to, hold you. To look only unto you, to look only unto you. You are all that I need. You're all that I, need. All that I want. I want you to say this with me, say, Lord Jesus,
0: Lord Jesus
2: thank, you thank you, that you've washed me, that you washed me clean, clean from every sin, from every, sin from, every iniquity, from every iniquity. that now I can come, I can come before, the God, before the Living God, God the Father, God the Father who, is holy, who is holy, holy holy, holy. With, all boldness.
1: with all
0: boldness, being
2: totally acceptable.
0: Being totally acceptable. I'm,
2: I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours, Lord. I, follow you. I follow you. The Lord spoke to me this morning just on another dimension of following him. So I was just reading, uh, just staring at, contemplating, meditating on John chapter 12, just looking at it, just great salvation. And in the context of the people that he's talking to, wasn't his disciples at the time, Just talking to the general population of people. And he's just saying, in this context, he says, follow me. And he's saying, I'm gonna lead you into eternal life. Just follow me. I'm gonna walk you right into the presence of the Father just follow me. I'm going to make you everything that you could never be yourself. Just follow me. I'm going to give you everything that you could never have by any other means. Just follow me. Just Believe that I'm the way, the truth the life. Just follow me. Just come with me. Just come with me. Just stay with me. Just come with me. Just stay. (laughs) Hallelujah. So do that. Decide in your heart today. Decide in your spirit today. That's what you're going to do. That's how you're going to live. You're not going to let anything get in the way. Just tell you not to, And suggest to you that you're not His or convince you that you're not His. You're not going to let sickness. You're not going to let famine. You're not going to let distress. You're not going to let angel. You're not going to let anything, whether they're heights or depths or anything, separate you from the knowledge and the reality that He is your Redeemer, your Savior the lover of your soul, your keeper, your salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Pratos a Dear, right there, come here. I just want to pray for you. Right there. Yes, come here. I don't know your name. I'm sorry. Just come here. I'll just pray for you. Everybody just bow your heads for a minute. Just lift your hands towards heaven. The Lord, He loves you so much. He loves you so much, dear. Thank you, Father, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now upon this life. Filled up with every good thing in heaven. You are the daughter of the Lord, holy and acceptable. You're His, His purchased possession. All that you are and all that you have, your family, everything that belongs to you, it's His. He takes it. He's going to establish you and perfect everything that concerns you. Watch. I see the hand of the Lord using you to reach many souls. I see the hand of the Lord using you to break off the chains of religion of even thousands of people, huge community of people. You watch how God is going to use you because you're going to just believe what He said and walk in His love and His grace. Hallelujah. Now you just be baptized and overwhelmed with the Holy Ghost and filled with his joy, hallelujah.
0: Filled with his peace, hallelujah. Filled with his love, hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. From this
2: day forward, empowered to be a holy woman of God, filled with the Spirit, walking in the power of the life of the Almighty, a witness of heaven and ambassador of Christ. Now, Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. From this time forward, from this time forward, from this place where you stand right now on into the vast expanse of the eternities. You belong to God. You are solely His. Satan has no claim on you by the power of His blood and of His word and of His spirit. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. There's anybody else standing here today, watching by web, by YouTube. You want to know that you're right with God, all you have to do is simply believe what we've just spoken to you. All you've got to do is turn your heart and your affections and say, Lord, There is no way that I can understand anything without you. There's no way I can even do anything without you. I come now and I take up your invitation to come and live in you. To come and live by you. To come and trust you. To just make you everything that I have need of. With all of the faults and failings and shortcomings and sickness and disease. Or whatever you find yourself in. It will be. In every way, instantaneously, your savior, your healer, your deliverer. And whatever you have need of, he's going to perfect everything that concerns you. All you got to do is lay hold on eternal life. He is eternal life. Lay hold on him. Say, Lord, I'm yours. And I thank you that you made it so that I could come to you. Father, I thank you that you made me a gift to your son. And that there's no way that I'm going to be lost on that day so long as from this moment on, I be trust nothing in, trust in nothing but you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. I trust in nothing but your only begotten Son, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: You know, Job's doctrine went, went south when he said, though he slay me, yet shall I serve him but his consecration was excellent. Hi, huh, you hear me?
1: Yes. Because
2: it wasn't God slaying him. It was God allowing him to be tempted, but not above what we was able, because he was a perfect man. Yes. Who, though his doctrine was a bit messed up, his consecration never failed. Can you hear me now? Yes. Don't you let anything be a witness to you other than the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Yes. And the Holy Ghost is always going to be saying what the Word declares. Yes. So you're going to get it. Hallelujah. Right, left, and center. There's always two witnesses. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
2: If you want prayer for anything, if you, if you need anything, I promise you there's not a prayer that you pray that He doesn't hear. And those of you... Just finished the fast. You fasted with us for 21 days. I promise you, you will never be the same. You have discovered a realm that before was not revealed to you. And, and it's just God's love and His grace. And it's, and it's not that it's earned, it's just you separated yourself to hear a little, to hear better. You can hear better. You spend that much time praying. I mean, dear Sandy, she calls me up and says, Can I please watch the inaugural address? We're one day out. Bless her heart. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I praise God for those of you who separate yourself from everything secular. Because if you do, you just become more sensitive. If you allow all this stuff constantly to be inputs in your life, you, you just really don't see the distinction. When you just separate yourself from the news and the radio and everything secular and you just quit eating and start spending all that time in prayer, reading the Word, just being alone with the Lord. Mm-mm. And I pray that you'll make a, I think, pray that you'll make a habit. Out yes. yeah. of having time to separate yourself to the Lord. Watch what God will do. Watch what Father will do. So he perfects everything that concerns you. And you cooperate. I promise you that not one thing of fasting made you any more righteous. Nothing can. Not one day of fasting can make you any more holy. Nothing can. Nothing can outdo the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing can do. So we want you all to be happy. Amen. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Somebody said, what's the cause of my rejoicing? My mother taught me as a very young child the cause of my rejoicing. Just to know I've been redeemed. Just to know I've been redeemed. Just to know that I'm a child of God. Just to know that I've been bought by the blood. I'm blood bought. I'm blood bought. I'm a blood Bought, child of the Most High God. Blood bought. Blood purchased. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, find a bunch of people, hug them, tell them that you love them, bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. Worship the Lord with your tithes and with your offerings. Listen, let me tell you something, dear people. The Lord's not asking any more of us than a a tithe. Sometimes I'm I'm preaching really hard to people who don't even honor the Lord with tithe, and then other, other people are just like, you know, and I, and I preach like this, I say, listen, if you're not willing to give everything, I mean, come on, what's going on? I mean, and really it's the context of, you need to honor the Lord with your tithing offers. Move where God the Holy Spirit draws you. Somebody said, oh no, God's going to lead me to, to the worst nation. If I really turn my life over to Him, I, I'm going to end up going somewhere that I don't want to go. That's not true. Because what Father wants you to do, He'll put it in your heart and you'll be doing it with joy. You're like, I want to do this. And it won't be a conflict. So, anybody need prayer for anything, for any reason, just come. We'll, work, we'll pray with you and for you. We know the Lord will touch you. Be just greeting everybody. Just love. I mean, if, if you, especially if you see somebody you don't know. Go to them first. Don't be insecure and cleave to the loved ones. Amen. Amen. Go find people that you don't know. Tell them that you love them. Bless them in Jesus' name. If somebody starts coming towards you wanting to give you a hug and you don't like hugs, just put your hand out. Just receive now. Just receive. Just receive. Just receive. Just receive. receive. Wind of heaven receive wind of heaven. Wind. Wind of the Spirit.
1: <laughs>
2: there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> who walk not after the human ability,
2: <laughs> but trust and rely upon the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Wind. Wind heaven when when the comes today when 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 father we thank you that you strengthen us by the holy spirit to walk in self control isn't it amazing that we don't even have to rely upon our own self control by the holy ghost to give us self control Pagan. <laughs> when.
0: Blessed. Bendicida. En nombre de Jesucristo. Ahora Ornismo. Ahora mismo. mismo.
2: Bendicida. Chinala <laughs> ha. Chinela. Chinela. Chinela con Spirito Santo. Giala la maniquilla la la magi, la niña yishi. Just trust. Trust. Solamente. Trust. Only in Jesus. Trust. Receive. 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 Now. 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 Fuego de Dios, the fire of God. Right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak to your heart and I command it to be made whole. Now in Jesus' name. Right now in the name of Jesus, I speak to your cardiovascular system in Jesus' name and I say it's whole. I speak into your spirit and I say there will be no more fear. No more fear, no more anxiety. I'll break the power of it off of you right now. Now, go, in Jesus' name. Go, in Jesus' name. Every afflicting, tormenting thing it leaves you, goes off your body. There it is. There it is. There it is. That's heaven. That's heaven. Yep, yep, that's, yep, heaven. Yep. that's heaven. Yep. It's heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Here it is, mamacita. Oh.
0: Uh, healer.
2: Heal her. Jesus, you the healer. We thank you that you've healed her now. Oh tabanekesh. Wind to heaven. Wind. 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 Oh, in walking with him there's great honor and favor. Ha ha ha. And when you have the favor of the Lord. Oh, and He opens your mouth and speaks through you counsel and wisdom and understanding. (laughs) He opens your mouth and speaks through you with His knowledge. Oh. Oh, I promise you the opportunities set before you in the kingdom of God, they are great. They are many. They are yours to have and lay hold of now. Now, now, ah, now, by the Spirit of the Lord, by the Spirit of the Living
0: God,
2: power of the Holy Ghost, wind of heaven, wind, heaven,
0: clouds, wind. The uh, wind!
2: Jesus. Jesus. The Lord says, I never leave you nor forsake you. I'm there standing with you. I will uphold you. I will keep you. And none of your steps will slide. All of his purposes is be fulfilled in your life. This is what he promises. Wind. Wind. Wind of heaven. Wind. 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 <laughs> Seeing, you can wind. Hearing, you the hear. And understand. The The see. you can you begin to move in the Master's plan. Filled with the Spirit of the Lord. The path of the Thank, you. Thank you, Jesus. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Right now. Glory of heaven. Asta proneneshti. Holiness unto the Lord. Upon the bells and upon the writers, holiness and Lord. And in that day, he should be called to the Lord our righteousness. And we, the people of God, great confidence and great boldness in Jesus' name. Great boldness in the faith. Hmm. Scripture says, He that does the work of the servant purchases for himself great boldness in the faith. And of course, those of you know what Scripture I'm quoting, the word is used primarily as deacon, but it literally means servant, the servant. purchased for himself great boldness in faith. God says, those that be great among you, let them be servant of all. Thank you, Jesus. You know, if you begin to understand how to reach into this relationship with the Lord, take hold of His strength, you find overcoming power that's able to deal with everything that was before able to overwhelm you. Because Father gives to us in the realms of his love and his mercy the things of his spirit the things that he chooses and has chosen and the ability to stand against everything that is contrary to life and love and his goodness stop allowing other things to buy for your affections set your affections on things above thank you Jesus mon zande Thank you, Jesus. There's therefore. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for raising up your servant to stand before your presence, Lord, and give witness and testimony to living in a place of great boldness and confidence in you with a conscience void of offense. Feel the Spirit of the Lord. Feel the Spirit of the Lord.
1: Thank
2: you. Thank you, The wisdom that comes from above, in Jesus' name. The wisdom that comes from above. The wisdom that comes from above. From the crown of the head of the soles of your feet, with a great emphasis on John Samuel, strengthened by the Spirit of the Lord, by the power of His might, strong in your body, strong in your body, strong,
0: strong, strong,
2: strong, strong. Anointed, hallelujah, by God the Holy Ghost. Father, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Wind of heaven, So to infinity. In the marvels to be, to love a cosmic brand, you. In Jesus' name, I command the blessing of heaven upon you. I command the blessing of heaven upon you. The life and revelation of Jesus. The glory and the blessings are being filled up with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, living God. That where you come and you fill our lives, nothing of darkness, nothing of the realms of sin and death have any more claim. Thank you,
0: Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I am washed in the blood in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb Hallelujah and my garments they're spotless Ah, I am whiter than snow I'm washed in the blood Of the Lamb. Father, we thank you for the healing of the body
2: and every appetite, every form of addiction, and every form of transgression broken. Every form of disease or sickness broken. Ah, Hallelujah. Just walking around living your life. Abundant life. Bless now, Jesus. Bless now, Jesus. Name. This peace that passes understanding. On you, in Jesus. Name. Thank you, Lord, living God. Thank
0: you, Lord Jesus.
1: For
2: yes. Do not cross-examine the Lord anymore accept everything he says, call it done, call it settled, call it his knowledge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just call it his knowledge. Say, Lord, I want to learn your knowledge. First step to learning the knowledge of the Lord is accepting what he said. And not saying, oh God, how can these things be? is that's only postponement. Just say thank you, Jesus. For all that you've done. Jesus. That's the spirit of the Lord on you. You're got to come to learn to recognize the many. Yes? His glory is on you. You're going to come to LEARN TO YIELD MORE TO HIM. BUT JUST BECAUSE YOU DON'T KNOW HOW TO YIELD AS MUCH OR RECOGNIZE AS MUCH, DOESN'T MAKE HIS EFFECT in HIS GLORY LESS? Doesn't. Doesn't. DOESN'T? DOESN'T? JUST BELIEVE WHAT HE SAID. JUST BELIEVE IT. JUST BELIEVE WHAT HE SAID. WHAT YOU NEED? Six. A lot of pain. Six teeth all at once. Yeah. <laughs> Bless the baby, Lord Jesus. Bless to the baby. Lord Jesus, so sweet. Right now in Jesus' name. That old pain leaves. As those teeth start breaking through. Bless mom. Bless baby. Bless mom. Cleave to him now. Cleave. Cleave to him. Cleave to him. You know that anytime you're not cleaving to him, it doesn't work out good, you know? Right? So cleave. Tonight, the Spirit of the Lord is going to have me ministering on temptation. Demon spirits vying for your affection so that you can learn to recognize that these thoughts aren't your thoughts, these desires aren't your desires. But it's the enemy of your soul that wars against you. And when you fully understand that, you begin to function in a bit more wisdom. Because every time you reach out and take a hold of what the enemy of your soul is doing, you know what happens? It's, it's destruction, and you regret it, and hate it, and don't want it. So might as well get some wisdom. That's to see the consequences of an action before it takes place. Wisdom allows you to see the consequence of an action before it takes place. And, um, well, God's so good to do that for us. So
1: you're
2: going to walk in love, walk in wisdom in Jesus' name. Good. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see you tonight then. Yes, the sister. Love <laughs> you.
1: Thank you.